Hey, welcome back to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan, where we have good conversations with good people and any good conversation worth having. That's worth having drunk. And we were live with Dylan Rucker from All Heart Heating and Cooling down at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit in Austin, Texas. And we've actually been following Dylan and his story and what he's been doing for quite some time. And he has had a lot of interesting ups and downs as a business owner. And we all have them, right? If you're listening to shit, just not business owners, everybody in life has an up and a down. It's a matter of what you do after which matters. But you know, one of the things, so Dylan almost went bankrupt in his business. And we unpacked some of the mistakes that he made that would have almost caused him to do that. But also more importantly, what he did to change it, which is a big and powerful thing. He also went through two rebrands, which is also super fascinating. You go through two rebrands in a short period of time and what it was like when learning the experiences from going through that. And lastly, one of the things that we also chatted about was how do you help team members grow in the business? You know, he's been responsible for some top individuals that are no longer with him in his business and he is okay with it. Great, great, great topic about empowering your team members to be able to grow, change and do better for themselves and just being a stand-up individual. So great story, great information. We unpacked quite a bit and be sure to grab the pen and paper. Might as well just pour yourself a drink. Why not? Unless you're driving, then don't do that. But first, obviously the show would not be possible without a quick word from our sponsors. In a no particular order, Chirp Real-Time 360 in On-Purpose Media. Have you ever wanted to add $42,000 in revenue to your business in a month? Or how about just an additional 80,000 in the first 14 days? Well, now you can with Chirp. Chirp is the ultimate automation toolbox for home service pros. Helps you capture more leads, connect faster, and close more deals. Direct integrations with Service Titan, HealthSco Pro, et cetera. What I like, automated text messages, emails, ringing us voicemails, even direct mail, rehash programs. The list goes on and on and on. Get 25% off your first three months by going to chirp.com forward slash HSSR. Real-time 360. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools and agencies owning all your logins? Yeah, that sucks. Well, say goodbye to the frustration and take control of your marketing with Real-Time 360. Streamline reviews, automate social media, engage customers with live chat, and track your success all in one place. Join the revolution. Empower your success with Real-Time 360. Are you tired of having your marketing companies not do what they say they're going to do? Well, Turn on Purpose Media. They are a digital marketing agency that specializes in helping home service companies with their internet marketing. If you want a free, no obligation marketing analysis where they do a deep dive into your marketing, hit them up at onpurposemedia.ca forward slash marketing dash analysis. Welcome back to another oh, HVAC Success say, Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan live from Profit Rocket down in Austin, Texas. And we have Dylan Rucker on the show. You forgot one thing. Where we have good conversations with good people, any good conversation worth having is worth having drunk, but we haven't started drinking yet. So I just had a mojito on the pool. Oh, there, right. So yes, I'm having yeah, a good time. Right? Fuck. It's going <laughs> to be a long night. Dylan, All Heart Heating and Cooling out of California, six and a half million dollar shop, crushing it, having a good time. You've had some incredible people that have come out of your business, some friends of ours that we've met. One of them is podcasting over here with Shreya, but oh shit, no way. Yeah. Didn't know that. Absolutely. Sweet. I've been in the business for 15 years. You've been around the block. Why don't you tell us your story, how you got into it, all of that. I've actually been in the business a lot longer than that. Uh, I grew up in it. My father had a company for a long time. Oh, cool. Uh, I worked at a bunch of different companies previous to owning a heating and air conditioning company. So I've owned the company that I have now for 15 years. And previously, we were DS Heating and Air. And back in, uh, in 2021, is we rebranded to R Heating and Cooling. So I grew up basically driving around in service trucks. My father was a service technician and uh, which there was some, this is something I never do now, allow my technicians to do, but I would ride around with him throughout the day 
And it was cool because back then we would drive a little Toyota, one of those little old Toyotas that had the service body on it. And you would have the two-way radios to dispatch and discuss, talk and communicate with the office. So that's what I remember about it. I remember we, he worked uh, out of a shop in uh, San Fernando, California. And uh, so we would work in LA and Beverly Hills. And, you know, you get to go to some famous people's houses and stuff like that. And it was fun. You, know? you started the business with a business partner, correct? I didn't start it with a business partner. Okay. I started by myself and I eventually brought on a business partner. And my plan was, which was in all my brilliance, was to bring on somebody and open a commercial division and new construction. Basically, we were doing high-end residential new construction. And right. that lasted for about four years. And it came to a point, and this was in 2018, that we were, I was sitting there and we were actually doing business planning. And I realized that we were basically on a path to bankruptcy and within about six months, if I didn't make some changes. So I terminated the partnership at that point in time. And uh, we spent 2019 basically finishing up all our contracts and meeting our obligations. And then we went our separate ways. So heading to bankruptcy, I guess, it, depending on how much you want to open up about that thing, what were some of the things that you were doing unintentionally that were causing you to go down that road? Hiring people and not having a structure and a labor is you're going to live or die by labor, basically, uh, especially with construction and new construction. And uh, we got into a position to where I think we had about a little over 50 people out in the field and we had no real people managing them. Mm. So we were doing jobs and an example, we were doing a, a Ram dealership and, uh, I think there was about $110,000 in change orders that were never signed and I had to fight and I never got paid any of that money. So it was those types of things that were just things where there was no structure to stuff. So it was just one of those things. There was a, a difference in opinion of obligation and responsibilities between the partners, which was my fault for not setting that up in the beginning. But yeah. right, it was like he had an idea of what should be happening. I had an idea of what should be happening. And they were completely off the reservation from each other. So it was a learning experience and something that I'm grateful for the experience. We're still friends to this day. He's a brilliant guy in commercial. He's very smart what he does. It's just the business side of it, of what, which direction we were going was completely opposite. So, But it brings up an interesting point too. Like when you go, especially if you started the business and then you're looking to bring a business partner in, but even if you're brand new and you want to start a business with a business partner, getting clearly defined on those roles to know, okay, who's going to be doing what and what the vision is going to be like. Super important piece and impactful takeaway from that. And I guess in terms of when you were, I guess, dissolving the partnership, what was that experience like? Well, I was honest with him specifically on why and what I wanted. Of course, right off the bat, he was unhappy with the situation, but it is what it is. And it's one of those things. It's like you either have to make a change or you're going to ride the roller coaster into the bottom, the bottom <laughs> you know what I mean? So once I started explaining to him what was going on and really laying it out, he understood. I think once after he got over the fact of, he felt like, I think that he felt he put a lot into it, which he did. And there was no return on it. Realistically, it was neither for, for one of us. It was the same. He went and started a company and I continued forward with just straight residential service and replacement. So it wasn't like I was encroaching on getting rid of him and going to be doing commercial and stuff like that. There was none of that stuff. It was like, so we're, we still talk. If I have commercial stuff that comes our way that I don't want to even be near, I hand it off to him and he deals with it. So we have a good relationship as far as that goes. Well, and that's also good to see because I know a lot of times business partners, if they go their oh, separate yeah. ways, might not have a relationship <laughs> yeah. after, right? But they go south in a hurry. Yeah, they oh, yeah. go south yeah. in a hurry. It definitely can because it's, well, it's actually funny because Evan and I are business partners in our marketing company. And I remember the conversations we had beforehand before we started. Like, hey, if we go in and we're a couple months in and we don't like working with each other, we don't want to do the business, whatever, X amount of reasons. Would you be hard pressed if we never talked to each other again? Right? No, don't care. We were acquaintances. We knew each other. Have that conversation now, almost four years later. Like it's 
you'd be like, well, fuck what, what just happened. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why communication is one of those yes. more important things, right? right? Laying the groundwork, setting the standard and actually holding people accountable to that. And it's the same thing. If it's a business partner, if it's your wife, if it's your kids, if it's an employee, all this stuff comes into play to actually have a good relationship. Because mm-hmm. if we're not communicating, how are we supposed to be on the same page of something? And the, and th- one of the things that I realized, especially like going through these last uh, couple years, is that everybody's perception is completely different ab- about the situation. And if you're not clear on that, on that, and 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 get them to understand exactly what you're meaning, then you're leaving it open to interpretation. Which in that place now, how are you can hold somebody accountable to not doing something if they didn't understand from the beginning exactly what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've tried to clean up and be as simplistic and as straightforward as possible. So that way, if we give a directive or if we lay out a process or whatever it is, do you understand? And and if not, we have to adjust our training to make sure that that happens. So how, otherwise, how are we supposed to hold you accountable to it? So makes sense. One of the things that often happens when you're talking about severing a partnership is emotions get really high and it, it removes the logic from that decision. And it sounds like you were able to have a really logical conversation around all of it. How are you able to keep your emotions in check going through that, what could be an incredibly emotional experience in severing that partnership to maintain that friendship long-term? Well, I grew up being extremely confrontational and I had drugs and alcohol and all those other things were infiltrated into my life that caused some of that. And then I ended up getting sober when I was 30. And when I did that, confrontation was the last thing I wanted to deal with. And so that actually was something that was bad on my part because I wouldn't confront things and you know I would let things probably go longer than they needed to be and so on and so forth. And as I got a little older and as things progressed and you experience things, obviously you, you develop emotional skills to be able to deal with some of this stuff. And I was like, look, it's very simple. Is this what I wanted to happen? Absolutely not. Do I care about you? I do. But guess what? It's not working. So... What, what, what do you want to do? You know what I mean, it's, I think that people become confrontational and emotions get high when maybe they have a bad intention about something. Why? Because now they're deflecting. My intentions were not bad in any way, shape or form. You know what I mean? I wanted something completely different. He wasn't capable of being on that same page because we tried to do that. Right. And because of that, there was only one option. Right. And this was it. So, and I, you know, that's basic. I laid it out as far as look, this is what's going on. This is where we're at. Realistically, we have to make these big changes And I told him, I don't think you're capable of doing it. I'm going to have to work on myself in order to do this for me. Mm -hmm. So we're on totally different levels as far as where we are at. And that kind of growth as far as professional and personal type emotional love status or whatever. And uh, he agreed. So it was what it was. Well, it's a good thing that he agreed. And it makes a conversation and makes your relationship still stronger, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's still having that friend to this day. Well, you're right. And 100%, because obviously it comes back to perception again. It would have been very easy to say, oh, you're screwing me over. But thank God it didn't. So 100%. Well, you have communication, communicating with your team. But I do want to say one thing really quickly here from old Devin Murphy, one of the greatest, <laughs> uh, Devin! One, one of the greatest men on the planet who I owe so much to. And he also put one of the goats. So obviously a pretty big fan and pretty big supporter of you. And, and look, you've turned him out, a phenomenal individual, Shreya as well. When you look at this communication aspect that you had from your business owner and introspectively looking at yourself to work on self, how did this then, and how do you transition this to work with your team? Well, first off, it's not me a lot of the times. Right now, especially, I have a lot of good people around me. I've been fortunate enough to come across people like Devin and Shreya because they've taught me a lot also. And like, for instance, Devin, I love Devin to death. He taught me a lot and he's a very smart individual. And when Devin left, I was very frustrated about the situation, right? Because I had 
big plans. But it also taught me not to, one, I'm a business owner. I have to have contingency plans to make sure that if somebody, one person isn't going to take down the whole thing. Not only that, why is somebody wanting to leave? You know what I mean? And it's easy to blame everybody else. Most people don't look at themselves. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I had to do over and over and over, which I'm glad I was able to do that because it said, okay, one, I have to start being able to look at ways that why is this happening? And it wasn't, I don't think it was anything specific of what we were doing. It was maybe everybody wants something different, right? Everybody has a, their own path. Maybe they grew out of it. That situation wanted to go somewhere else. Look, for instance, Shreya, Shreya, very young and extremely smart. She's the same age as my daughter, right? My youngest daughter. And I look at the way they communicate, it's completely different levels. And I'm like, it's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? So Shreya has gone from being with us, learning some stuff. And I hope I was able to teach her some stuff to now going with Joe Cressera and then some of the other stuff she's doing. And it's like, she's making a big path for herself. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm proud of her for doing that. I'm proud of Devin for where he's gone and what, I, what part I've been able to play with that. Now, coming back to my people, it's like, all right, how can I give them the path to be able to get what they want with me? Mm -hmm. And that's what I've had to be able to do at this point. So one, it's you have to pick and find people like that because I wouldn't say they're few and far between, but they're moving in a way to where you need to be able to attract them in. And then at the other end of it, how do you keep them and how do you allow them to grow with you? And I got a couple of people like that right now, and, and I'm keeping a very good eye in, in, on my ability to actually allow them to move forward and grow with themselves, but with us. So how do you instill that and how do you create those opportunities for those individuals to grow themselves as well as grow with inside the organization? Because I think a lot of businesses struggle with that part. Yeah, well, it's I have to lead the example first off. So I do a lot of work on myself. My wife says I'm crazy with some of the stuff I do. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, look, I like to challenge myself in a way that I feel uncomfortable <clears throat> because... I know that if I'm uncomfortable, I'm learning something, I'm growing in some way or another. I may not understand it right now, but guess what? I'm only strengthening my mind to be able to make changes. Now, everybody knows what I do in my office. They look at me. Some of them think I'm crazy also, right? Okay, great. But it's just an example that we have a standard that's high and we're going to do everything possible to achieve that. And I think just by having a standard and actually living up to it, instead of just saying something and not living up to it, gives people, especially people who want to move forward in their lives, something to shoot for. So it's a hard question. It's something that you have to, I guess, develop and actually just become as an individual. I'm trying to grow as a person. I'm trying to help my community. I'm trying to do things that are positive. People are attracted to that, I think. So. Mm -hmm. Well, it starts with desire, right? If you're not hungry to learn and hungry to grow, then you're never going to make that change, no, right? You have to make a decision to do that. So. Absolutely. Well, and that's where you need to ask the question, which I, I think you did in terms of who is the leader that I need to be in order to attract these people and maintain this team, yeah. right? And you've certainly taken the steps in order to, to grow in that direction. Yeah, I love the idea of connecting with your team, understanding what their goals are, what their dreams are. We talked about that this morning, whole dream manager conversation. And then connecting the dots back to how can I help them maintain this here at our company? Well, it's easy for me to get caught up into we're doing this and we're going this direction, right? Yeah. And then everybody else is, yeah, that's great. But what about me? And uh, everybody has their, their, their own family, their own situations, their own problems, their own money problems, their own relationship problems, their own kids, whatever it may be. How much of that stuff do we involve ourselves in? Well, on one hand, I'm not a counselor and I'm not somebody's dad or whatever it may be. But on the other hand, we're all in this together, right? So there's a line and there's got to be an ability. How can I help you get to what you want and to be able to take care of your family in the way you want? Let's see what we can do with that. And here's a, let's create a path together and let's work on it to make sure that it, something happens. Well, but it's also taking that time to sit and learn that yeah, with yeah. your team members and having those conversations it goes back to what we talked about earlier 
today with, with Brigham, same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Sitting down and taking the time to have those conversations with your team to know what their bigger purpose is. And if you can tie into that bigger purpose, now they're just not an employee yet, all heart. They're an actual bought in member of what you're trying to build with them yeah. and, and with the company. Yeah, they're a team member. Yeah, 100%. So you've went through the starting a business, adding a business partner, removing a business partner, also a rebrand. Rebranding is one of those things that some people, as Dan Antonelli says, the most expensive brand that you pay for is the one you didn't do right the first time. I'm paraphrasing. I forget exactly how he says that, but I think it's pretty close to it. What was that whole experience like in going through a rebrand? Stressful. <laughs> What's funny about that too is that it's, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, you hear Dan on, online, I see this all the time, him interacting with people who are talking about rebranding and they may have a name and he goes, you should change the name. They're like, that's non-negotiable. I'm not changing the name. Well, I was one of those guys. So he rebranded me the first time with, and kept, we kept the name. And I think about it, I'm like, damn, why didn't I listen to him? You know, Cause he told me, he says, the name sucks. And Dan's, he's got that personality, he's the nicest guy on the face of the earth but he's direct and he's straightforward and he's honest about the situation. So he told me that and I was like, yeah, it ain't happening. So he did a great job with what we had and uh, we got a lot of compliments on it. And he, we had like this green truck and this whole green thing and it was cool and it stood out. And, uh, but when we changed first, after the partnership, we dissolved the partnership. We spent a whole year basically finishing everything up and that was stressful also. And we were doing a lot of like high-end ultra luxury houses, which is sort of two or three year projects that are a pain in the butt. And uh, 2020 was, like our first year going forward as without commercial and stuff like that. And Devin was there at that time, actually. So Devin was one of our main players and he did great with sales. But coming into 2021, well, 2020, we're going through an election, right? COVID, all this crap's going on. And it's like, everybody hates each other. You're either on this side or you're this side, right? And it's like, you're a racist or you're this. And it's, it's crazy. And I started going, like, just in my community alone, we're the people that are standing up and saying, we're all human. We still need something. We're all like, we need connection with each other. It's, we won't survive without this. And it doesn't matter which side of this or this you're on. It makes no sense at all whatsoever. Like, I don't care what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Are you a good person? Can I help you in any way, shape or form? And that's the way I felt about it. I said, we're the people standing up to represent that. Cause it didn't seem like there was any around and I'm going, all right, we're a heating and air conditioning company. Right. But what part of that can we play? And so I said, all right. So I work with Dan again and uh, we developed all hard heating and cooling. And I said, all right, this is something that everybody in the company can have ownership of also, right? I would listen to people call in and they would call and people would ask, what is, it was DS heating and air before. What, did, what does DS stand for? And everybody's, I don't know. They were like <laughs> answering the phone, right? right? They didn't know. And that bugged me because they didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't mean anything to them. It meant something to me, but right. not to them. So right. now... Everybody, it, it, All Heart means something to every employee there because we have like we have our monthly, we have a, it's called the All Heart Miracle Grant. We give out money to the local charities that realistically are under the radar. So we bring some spotlight on them. We have a partnership with the radio stations that run radio ads all month for that person or for that organization. We do Facebook stuff and things like that. I let the employees actually do all that stuff. So they get to go out and give money. It's funny because they'll come back bawling their eyes out because of the story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's created a, a really good connection with us as a group and then what we're doing out in the community. So that's the main reason and why I rebranded right now, actually going through the rebrand, everything was going great. And I think we launched May of 2021 first month, May was good. I think we two and a half times the year before in June. And then all of a sudden all of our stuff was yanked offline from Google and it's like, what's going on. And we got hit with a trademark infringement stuff and I'm going, all right. And I had 
the trademark for the mark, the name, there was a trademark in Texas for the name, but I had a California trademark for our name and somebody reported it. I believe it was a, they sold medical scrubs online and their domain was allheart.com, but their name was not all heart. It was something else. Right? So Google yanked us offline and it took us until November to actually get it resolved. And we finally got it resolved. So 20, that was a, a fun experience because we went from 900 and something thousand dollars in revenue in June to 110 in September. Yeah, I'm going, oh, we're, we're dying. Right? You know what I mean? So it was stressful. So we got everything resolved, got it all going. And I had everybody working on it. It was crazy. And nobody had ever seen this before. It ended up some legal department from Google that was working from home because of COVID. And then, so it is what it is. So we ended up going, 2022 was like, all right, it's a reset year. Let's get everything going. At the same time, when we rebranded and changed the name, we said, all right, we're going to operate in a different capacity, right? Our number one focus is going to be customer service. We want to treat the customers at a much higher level. Our standards are going to be much higher how we function. And uh, everybody's like, yes, 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 until it came time for the accountability part. And then actually getting people to fall along with that was difficult. So we tried and had a lot of turnover because of that. Is that just wrong people on the team? Was that yeah. wrong people in the wrong seats? I think that was part of it, but I think people were, most people don't like change. Right. I had some really, some people with massive potential that for some reason couldn't make the shift and start heading in a direction that would have benefited everybody. And instead it was like, they almost went, they reversed into a selfish like purpose and they used that to corner themselves into not wanting to be part of the team. You know what I mean? And because of that, we ended up having to part ways. So I'm grateful for going through that because it let me understand how people function for the most part. Not only that, how important it is to set the standard from the beginning and hold that accountability from the minute they show up for a job, right? Even in an interview and some of the, some of the higher positions that we hire for, it's like, I want to be extremely blunt with what's going to be required. So almost to the point to where they're like, all right, like this, I've never been through this before, but it has to be a realistic expectation of what's going to happen. So that's allowed us to now one, enhance our hiring experience. People coming in, they're like, wow, okay, this is, I'm getting the training. And then the perception, like we talked about earlier, is pretty much solid. So they know what's expected of them and what they have to do to achieve it. So mm -hmm. it's been a big difference now. So we got a pretty solid team right now. One thing I wrote down on what a great lesson in marketing is that sometimes there's shit that you can't control, right? Your Google ads get taken down. You can't run them anymore. Website crashes. Facebook goes away, right? Meta completely crashed one day and no ads were running that one day two years ago. So stuff happens that's outside of your control. Legs of the stool do you have to sit on, right? If you think of each lever in your business, each marketing tool in your business, each channel as a different leg on a stool, how many different legs are there so that your business can still stand and still operate and still function when what gets taken away? So how did you pivot and manage that so that you could still operate? And yeah, it was scary because a lot of your business went away right away. What did you do to pivot? Well, we shifted into more branding. So that was number one focus, branding. So. We started working with Ryan Shoot, Wizard of Ads. And that's another thing, right? It's, it's a massive commitment, something that I didn't understand right off the bat. So it was like, okay, we have to do something. Getting the information, starting the process of information, starting to learn about realistically the branding side of it. And then the, the impression-based type change in people's psychological profile, how they see you is very interesting. But it made sense to me. And I said, okay, well, we don't have this. Actually, we're spending twice as much on digital because... We're not able to market our actual name and things like that right now. Let's focus on this. So we did that. And so that's now created a whole nother layer on top of it. 
which has been huge for us. So that was number one thing. Second was, is okay, we have a customer database. What are we doing to utilize that? I mean, and that's something that most people don't pay attention to, I don't think. Nope. So it's okay, let's create processes specifically that get triggered in certain situations to where the minute something happens or the minute something's not there, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. So not only do we have four stools to the chair, we have multiple chairs at this point, specifically so that doesn't happen. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sweet. Well, in the essence of time, I know that we could keep going and going and going and going. <laughs> I say that all the time. It's so tough doing like a 20 to 25 minute episode while we're here, but we do want to get back to the event. So thank you for taking some time to uh, just sit and chat with us here today. But before we do go, we do have one final question here for you. Oh no. It's fun. <laughs> what is one question that you wished people would ask you more, but don't? How I lost my hair. <laughs> well, how did you lose your hair? <laughs> Rebranding. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say business partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No. I can care less if anybody asks me a question. I, look, if someone wants to ask me something, I'm an open book and I'm willing to help. Anything specific? I can't think of anything realistically. So. Yeah. Well, if you want to get a hold of Dylan, we've got that right here. So number one, you can check out his website called allhurt.com. It's an okay website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get at least one uh -huh, shot in yeah. there. Yeah. Our buddy Jonathan yeah. Bannister does run his marketing with Cornerstone. So, and of course, you can reach out to him on email as well, Dylan at callallheart.com. So, go check that out there and reach out to him. As he said, he is open for questions anytime. And I firmly believe in mentors and reaching out to people and asking questions because at the end of the day, if you can compress decades into days, that's how you start to move your business forward. So, thank you so much Absolutely. for taking some time and thank sharing you. some knowledge. Appreciate it. And until next time, cheers. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed. Before you go, two quick things. First off, join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HVAC Revealed. The other thing, if you took one tiny bit of information out of this show, no matter how big, no matter how small, all we ask is for you to introduce this to one person in your contacts list. That's it. That's all. One person. So they too can unleash the ultimate HVAC business. Until next time. Cheers.